Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool won, West Bromwich Albion won. Okay, I think that's the podcast all. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was not fun. Um, I think I feel like the worst part about it is at the end I really wasn't surprised. Like it, it felt that the West Brom goal was was coming. Um, it, it, yeah. And, and and Klopp knew it too. You could just see from the way he was acting on the sideline. You could tell he was extremely nervous. You know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of... So Klopp's been with us. This is his fifth season, I think. And every time in the winter, we talk about this every single year, after some type of extended break, the team comes back and they're just completely lackluster. Devoid of ideas. And that was exactly what it was today even in the first half where it looked as if we were dominating. And on the one hand, it could have totally turned into one of those score lines where we went four five zero with ease, but there was just no invention, no cohesion, no synergy, no ideas, no energy. It was just flat. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I should be concerned or used to this by now because every single winter this happens after an extended break and we had eight days off and i think that's the most we're ever going to get this season so i'm i'm going to go in a different direction than you and i'm going to say this was not a surprise to your point of we always seem to have something like this but we were not winning four nothing five nothing forget the shots the shots were 17 to 5 for us shots on target were two to three they had more shots on target. So at the end of the day, I mean, last I checked, and, and maybe I'm wrong, if you don't get it on the net, you can't score. So um, a big part of this is the simple fact that, I mean, I think in the first half, we literally scored on the only shot on target we had. And that's just not going to cut it. Um, what I will say, and this is going to be a wildly unpopular thing to say, is I'm actually going to put this loss right at Klopp's feet. So to me, this was Klopp's mistake. Um, West Brom were not going to, um, you know, require a significant defensive um, performance. We were going to need to cut through them, and I simply don't understand why Shakiri was left on the bench. Um, we we need either uh, Shakiri, Keita, or Tiago on for a team like this. We don't have Tiago; he's not available. Okay, Kata's injured. Okay, then you push Shaq on. Um, again, not not saying that Genie played poorly or Curtis Jones played poorly, um, but I mean, this is the kind of game that one of Shaq's passes can change from a one nothing game in the 80th minute to a two nothing game in the 90th minute because it's over. I agree completely, and and I think that this game was one game too far for Jones and certainly maybe about three games too far for Genie. And Henderson was just Henderson, right? The 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 good thing about him is that you know what you're going to get, right? He's always going to play that way, except if everybody else is flat, then it's, it's it becomes more highlighted that he, he offers very little when you're trying to push for a goal. Um, and I think that we had the opportunity to to push Henderson back into the defense when Matip came off injured and then bring on another midfielder to just change it up a little bit in the, in the midfield because Genie Jones and Henderson have been playing very well for Liverpool, but unfortunately in a game like this, when 
you need goals and you need opportunities for your front three and they're not clicking, none of those three are going to create opportunities for them, to your point. And 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 to what you said, I'm simply beside myself that Reese Williams was brought in. I was I, I simply couldn't believe it. Again, and that's why I come back to this one's on Klopp. Um you move Henderson to the defense, you move Genie to the holding midfield role, and you bring Shaq on. It was clear as day what we needed by that point. The fact that you didn't start Shaq, that's not good. I, I don't think that's a good look for Klopp. The fact that you didn't bring him on later. Um, you need to know with one nothing the way we've been playing this year, you know, whether it's the ref, whether it's VAR, whether it's a, a deflected ball, we're not keeping clean sheets. And and one's not going to cut it. And we needed someone to create. And whether, I'll be honest, I'm actually okay if you told Jones go out there and create because there's a part of me that thinks he might actually be able to do it. He's right. had some decent passes. He's had some decent runs that make me think he can give more, but he's being held back. So you either let him go or you bring on Shaq. Like you have to do something. And what I'm going to say is, um, I think it's Sam Allardyce, right? The guy who just uh, just took over for West Brom. Yes. He is exactly what I keep saying Klopp needs to do. The first half, he played a system that, let's be honest, we were asking ourselves, why did West Brom even bother showing up to this game? And it was clearly a bait and switch. They played one way in the first half with the express knowledge that they would change it up for the express purpose of screwing up Liverpool. Liverpool got in some sort of rhythm in the first half, thought they knew what they were going to meet in the second half. That completely changed around and we could not adapt. That's why for me, I like a guy like Origi, who doesn't play like Salah uh, or, or Mane, is much more direct, much more physical as a change of pace. I feel like Liverpool have no change of pace. We always play the exact same no matter who's where. And I think today we saw West Brom had a big change of pace and we simply couldn't handle it. Yeah, I agree. And 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 I think that Klopp, number one, I think he knows that, which is why he was not overly critical of his team after the game. I think he knows that this was his fault. And I think he's allowed himself to be paralyzed by this um, notion that we would be better off if we had, uh, we if we were able to make five substitutions in the game, because he's so aware and concerned about not having any subs and then one of his players dropping down with an injury that he's handicapping himself to the point where he doesn't even make the subs until the last 10 minutes of the game right um last season or the season before he probably would have started um um shack yeah in, in in this game right but he didn't allow himself to take the risk of 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 putting shack in the starting lineup and then after 20 minutes having to take him off because he just doesn't trust uh certain players and especially in a season like this but well i don't know if it's trust certain players or trust that they will stay fit i think he, I, I think he trusts shack but again that's what I, meant, yeah. I, I mean to be honest it's unlikely shack was going to be able to play the whole game i mean he hasn't played in god knows how long so at least only part of a game, which is why I would potentially forgive Klopp for not starting him. But when Reese came on, that was the mistake. That should have been Shaq, and all of a sudden you have something that you can you can do going forward. Um, again, well, I mean, fair, even even if he didn't bring on an attacking option, even if he brought someone like James Milner on, just just a change in the middle. Um, granted, we wouldn't be creating much, but. We needed to do something in our midfield, 
you know what? Like I'm, here's the thing. I, I'm a, a big fan of, um, players and teams that are more than one trick ponies. And it's feeling more and more like Liverpool is a one trick pony. We play four, four, three, three. Um, it doesn't matter who we have. It doesn't matter if their skill set matches that. It just nothing matters. We always play four three three, and again, it's worked. So you know who can really criticize it. But it's one of those where today I felt like something needed to change. Whether we stay four three three but move to like a diamond in the middle. To your point, bring James Milner just to to be more physical in the middle, like something. Right. Um, the other one, and I'm gonna. I mean, I'm going horse saying this. Um, I'm I I I just I don't understand the game anymore. I don't understand what referees are doing anymore because they simply don't understand the game. I'm. You talking about the foul on Matip? I'm, oh, I'm talking uh, about take your pick. Virginia? So so their goal was a clear over the back. It's yeah. it's so so again. I go back to 20 years ago. If two hands are on your opponent's shoulder and your ball, head hits the ball, it's irrelevant if you pushed. Two hands on his shoulder, it's a foul, that's it, always called, never a discussion, never an opinion. It's not an opinion. It's not. It's simply not. Two hands on your opponent to gain advantage are not an opinion. That's it. So I don't get how that's allowed to stand, which, okay, fine, you let it stand because you've been calling it the whole the, the whole game, you've been letting all that stuff go, except he called fantasy stuff, man. Even West Brom players knew they weren't getting fouled but they were still getting the call. Like you either call it hard all game or soft all game, pick one, but you don't all of a sudden change. And then at the end of the game, I mean, you know, I've talked about the guys who have a seatbelt on, uh, on Salah the whole game and never get called. That one was, I mean, against Mane was just a plain hold in the box. Even the commentators were like, well, gee, you know, he's lucky to have gotten away with that. No, that's not lucky. That's bad refereeing. So um, I'm just, Again, I'm not making excuses. Liverpool didn't play well. But when you have a a less skilled team who's looking to kill the game, looking to kill momentum, um, and taking every advantage they can, a referee making bad calls is the best thing they can have. And this guy obliged. The thing that surprised me about their goal was the commentators were even saying on, on the replay that there's no way that will be called a foul. And so that's what... No, that's what they I, said I there's thinking. no way it can be overturned. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, again, I mean, I don't I don't watch with my dad and my uncle anymore. They're old. They're, you know, 70s men. They're, they're, they're old men. But for them, those are simple, right? Because I, I watched when I was younger with my dad, with my uncle, and they knew. Like, these were the, the base rules. You jump, the other guy doesn't, your hands are on his shoulder, it's a foul. doesn't matter if you push or not, that's just the accepted uh, standard. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know why that wasn't VARD. Um, I don't know why Mane... But, it was, but they allowed it to, to continue to stand. And then, and then Mane was, what, two arms around a guy is a legal move in the NFL, I think. But actually, I, no, to, to tell you the truth in the NFL, that's actually a holding penalty. So I'm not sure how football, um, how European football is um, easier on guys than American football. So like, I'm just, I just don't know what's a foul anymore. I really don't. And Klopp went crazy on the sideline, even got himself a yellow for what was clearly a horrible call by the ref. 
Yeah, well, um, it's one thing for us to be discussing this after the fact and for Klopp to be getting irritated. My concern is the players don't respond to, to, to these referees on the field. That's my concern. So they're not smart enough to recognize the the types of refereeing that's ha- the type of refereeing that's happening and then to play to that. Um, no, I, I I'm I, I'm I, entirely I, in agreement with you. Yeah, uh, a guy who scored for them, he just walked into our box. I don't know who was supposed to mark him. He just walked into his into our box and, and then just jumped on uh, on Fabinho. Yeah, Fabinho and scored. I mean, what 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 happened there? you know like but i i would take it a step further and i would say literally so again and i'll come back to and this is my problem we had the same conversation um in the last game liverpool had 80 percent possession and had eight fouls to west brom's five you you can't have the ball 80 percent of the time and and have more fouls called against you that simply doesn't make like like statistically you're talking this makes no sense and all it comes down to is every time West Brom had the ball they flung themselves on the ground and got the call which okay that's how they play because that's how they have to why are Salah Mane why why are we not doing that I mean if I'm on the corner of the box and it's not going to get varred I'm going down without even feeling contact this this ref is is calling ones that are clearly not fouls you get all ball he's giving you the call anyway so why not? Like we need to start playing to the refs, you know. And and so what if they if they call us divers? I mean, Kane goes down and he's savvy. We need to start being quote unquote savvy too, and and we need to look for the calls. Like I feel like Mane, you know, on on the one that he didn't get the call, he should have been doing that all game. Every time he felt the contact, you go down um, because that. I mean, he was being held and pushed the whole game. And he was too much of a man to go down. I don't know what it is. He needs to start going down more. And all of them do. Well, it, it can go both ways, right? So it's either you go down more or you don't go down at all, knowing that you're not going to get the call, right? And and unfortunately, it I, I, I feel like especially our front three, well, in terms of attacking our front three always, you know, they some some somehow choose the wrong option when it it's a lot. It's in their advantage if they just stay on the feet and take get a shot off, they... They they fall hoping that the ref will call right, and and then we saw in the game, was it against um, Atalanta at home in the Champions League, where we were just assuming that the ref would would be making calls that he didn't. It was obvious the ref was was calling a tough game. He was allowing a, a lot of craziness to happen, and and we didn't respond. Oh yeah. yeah, again, I'm not saying we should dive every game. I'm saying after like the third fantasy contact call where yeah. nothing has happened, then you have to start playing that game. So yeah, in I, I I even know the game you're talking about. It was like the the we that's the one we went into extra time, right? And we were still looking for calls in the hundred and tenth minute. And it's like, dude, this guy hasn't called it for two hours. What are you doing? So like we need to we need to get with the program. And and the other one is you're absolutely right. If if there was a foul that was called with no contact and my coach gets a yellow, I will be yelling at the ref the rest of the game. Right. And I, I will dare him to give me a red for no tackle. I will yell at you the whole game. And I dare you to give me a red for yelling. I dare you. I want to see it. I want you to make the papers and you need to be more aggressive because clearly that's not okay. 
that there was nothing in that foul. And, and it was, again, uh, it shouldn't have been an issue. We should have been up by more than one goal in the 80th minute. So that one's on, on us. But again, the ref isn't doing us much of a, much of a favor there. Um, you know, all in all, I don't think anyone played spectacularly. I don't think anyone played badly. What did you think? Um, yeah, likewise, I think it was just a very average game. There, there, there are a couple of concerns I have. Um, Trent is just not having a good season. Um, I know he was out of the team earlier in the year with, with a quote unquote illness. Um, and he's just coming back now from injury, but he hasn't got going yet. And that's affecting the team because it's one thing if we have Williams playing in his place and then we just compensate for that. But when Trent is there, we expect him to be putting in those balls, um, that, that, that we're used to, but he's, he's just not as incisive as he needs to be yet. Um, Mo Salah just had one of those games where he feels like he has to score on every shot. And it's so frustrating because the last game that we played against Crystal Palace, he was just calm, composed, playing his natural game. And then all of a sudden we had games like this, I think maybe because Mane scored, he felt that he needs to score. And, and a lot of opportunities where he could have just laid off a pass to another player. He just, he has the blinders on. And I, I mean, I don't know if it's too late to coach that out of him, but it, it, it just disrupts our game. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I'll say is a standout, um, on the wrong side to me was Reese Williams. Um, not that he did anything that horrible. Um, and to be honest, I don't remember the exact minute, but do you remember the breakaway that the guy basically got past them? Yes. Um, I mean, you know, Allison's back there. So more power to Allison again, that was probably the best chance of the game, quite frankly, and we didn't have it. Right. Right. The best generated chance in terms of um, uh, expected goal, whatever that BS number is, would have been that chance. So, um, I mean, he was just beat cold. I I never thought he was that fast, but man, now I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's a liability on the back end. I don't know if he can make a real run of this. Like that was a bit eye-opening for me. It makes you wonder how bad Nat Phillips is, right? Because I know that Reese Williams has more potential because he, you know, he's younger and and he has a lot more room to grow. But um, he's clearly not ready to play in our team unless the rest of the the team is doing their job. In which case, he won't be exposed. But um, the fact that he's always the one coming on now instead of Nat Phillips makes you wonder how how. I think what gives him the advantage is that he he's a football player. He knows how to use his feet, but he's extremely slow. And um, if there is one advantage that came out of this game, it's that Matip's injury happened now and not January 25th, right? So I want them to go into the transfer window knowing that we need to, to, to buy at least one or two defenders. I don't want any, we'll just manage until the end of the season talk. We need defenders. Otherwise, we are not going to win this league. So, so I have been of the opinion from day one that we're not getting anybody else. We we blew all the money that we had. Um, I think, and and in my defense, I've been saying that a lot longer than all these guys that started writing it a few days ago. Um, so I've been calling it all season. I don't think we have the money for it. If there was ever a time we were going to buy anyone, it's after a game like this. Matip down. If If nothing else, this reinforces, you simply cannot count on the guy. I mean, he pulled up lane on a nothing like that wasn't a, a hard sprint. That wasn't anything. He's just, and, and again, he's a, he's a, a very good defender. 
um, who frankly plays much better than others when he comes in cold, right? Like some guys need games to get into like the flow of it. He comes in and he plays like he's been playing for, you know, half a season. So, so kudos to him on that. But um, he, he can't be counted on Reese Williams. I was like, I had to rewatch that bit a few times. He's, he's simply not going to cut it for Liverpool. Not this season, not any season. You can't be that slow. You can't get beat that easily. Um, and it's not like he was caught flat footed, um, at sprint, the guy was pulling away from him and, and that just can't happen. You know, say what you will about Joe Gomez heading the ball. Um, that play doesn't happen with Gomez on the team. Uh, so, you know, that's a big one, but I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, so here's a, here's a question. If Nat Phillips was on instead of Reese, do they even score the goal? And I say it's 50, 50 because Nat Phillips goes for those balls. I don't know how, but he always seems to find those balls coming in that are dangerous. It always seems to hit him. Yeah. And, and frankly, I mean, what is Nat Phillips like? Is Nat Phillips sleeping with like Klopp's daughter or something that he can't get on this team? Because, I mean, I don't think Klopp is a daughter, but it's not the point. I mean, I don't know why he's not on the team. He's he's much more sound. And to your point, it is clear that Reese Williams is is not prepared for this. So, I mean, you know, Nat Phillips would have taken the yellow card upfield instead of letting the guy get in on goal. He would have at least made a play on the ball, would have done something. And on the goal, Nat Phillips would have come across to to stop that ball before it got there. So I don't know, from from what we're seeing, I I think Nat Phillips is your answer, not Reese Williams. But again, I, I don't know what's going on in the back there. I don't know what practice looks like. I mean, we've seen Nat Phillips in the game, uh, what, two or three times now. And to my eye, he's looked good. So they must be seeing something we're not. I don't know what else to say. I think it may also just be like we were saying. It's it, it's it just comes comes down to who has the more potential to 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 play in this team. Certainly not Nat Phillips, right? Of course, yeah, he he'll come in now and do a better job. But long term, um, maybe Klopp is willing to take the chance and see if a run of games will, will show the potential that Reese Williams has, and and if not, then we'll never see him again. Type of thing, right? Um, but I do think for sure against Newcastle, Nafils is going to play. I think we can count on that. Um, so kind of going back to, to what you were saying about buying a defender. Do you agree that regardless of whether we have money or not, they will find a way to get a defender? So, so irresponsible. Not, it's, so it's not regardless of if we have money. It's, it's very regardful of if we have money and, I mean, but you again, see how this they, is the way I would the way I would do it. Origi's got to go. Um, you got to sell Nat Phillips or some other kid who has potential, and you put your money into another defender. No, but that's my point, right? Just like they did with with Jota, right? They will find a way to get a defender. There's no way. There's no way that we as Liverpool as champions go into February with all of our, our defenders injured. It's not going to happen. So um, it, it, it's it's just a bad look. It's not a good look, and it it, it impacts future uh, possible recruits because it shows a lack of ambition. Even though, yes, maybe it's money related, but it 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 would it can just not it can it cannot happen. So I I very much agree with you. Um, I 
I think that they'll have to find a way now. I think before Matip went down, I think they would have stuck with it because at least then they can say, man, another injury who could have seen it coming. But now I think they have no choice. Um, If you, if you ask me, I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. I would turn around, I would sell Origi and I'd sell Reese Williams. And I would say, there you go. That would, Williams, we're not going to get much for him. So, you know what they've, they've showcased him. He's still only 19 and he's got first team under him. I mean, at the end of the day, this game um, really, I, I felt like this game, we didn't prepare to have Reese in the back. And I felt like this showed just how overmatched he is. And not that I don't think he can develop, but I don't think he's going to learn to run faster. You you don't start running faster in your 20s. So yeah, he's he's always going to be too slow for that position for a, an elite team. Um. For a team that plays a Liverpool way, sure, because there have been slow defenders in really good teams in the past, and you know the the older you get, the wiser you become as a defender. Um, and and I I think he will, he's not going to learn how to run faster, but he'll learn how to position himself a little bit better and know how not to be beaten as easily. He he has been extremely naive in all the games that he's played this season, even the ones where we had a clean sheet. He's I could I could I can tell that he's clearly he clearly needs some game time. He's so he's so green in in his decision making. So he's green in his decision making, but I think you hit it on the head. For teams that don't play with an extremely high line, who are looking to defend the counter, he'll be great. Right. Going to a team that maybe sits back, that plays 50-50 possession, or is you know uh, a team like West Brom who know that they need tall people at the back, they need people who know what to do with the ball at their feet. Um, a, a team that is going to have you know that quick counter, the outlet ball, and run onto it, um, we need fast defenders for that look. And he's just not one. You know, the irony is that we only have two fast defenders in the club for for a team that has set up to to depend on on quick defenders. We only have two. Yes, and they're both out. So it it, it it's, and they're yeah. both out for the season. Yeah, so you know it does make you question the overall strategy. I mean, is there just too much reliance on our front three, our back two, to always be fit, right? And that's I don't know. That's that's unwise. So it comes back to. Um, the same thing that that I said earlier, which is, you know, Klopp plays the same style no matter who he has in in any position, yeah. um, and and it doesn't work because when you bring Origi on for Mane or Firmino, um, that front three doesn't make sense to play the same way, but we don't change, and when you bring Matip and Fabinho on, or Reese Williams and Fabinho on to play at the back as your center backs it doesn't make sense to have that high line because they can get beat. They're not the fastest guys in the world. Um, and it comes back to, you need to coach and and have a strategy for the players you have, not just have a universal strategy and keep chucking guys out there thinking they'll all fit in that system. And to me, I this is where I'm I'm not questioning Klopp because he's, he's earned the right to not be questioned. I'm starting to get concerned. Because to your point, we literally have only two defenders who can play this, who who set up well for this style of high line, and neither of them are fit. Because go across the back four, um, Robbo and Alexander-Arnold are not fast. 
I mean, Robbo runs all day, but he's not a sprinter in that he'll he'll beat a guy back. Um, and and basically, we we simply don't have the fastest guy on the field. Right, their forwards are faster than our defenders. So I don't understand why we keep playing this incredibly high line, where all they need to do is time it even kind of close because in a foot race we're going to lose anyway. To to give him and the coaching staff credit, I think because four three three was not his preferred um, formation. I think what what's happened is as he's he's coached in Liverpool, his, he's evolved his team to the best of the player's ability. And those players just happen to always be available, right, for two, two and a half seasons straight. And so it's only now that I think, I'm sure he's wanted to, and I think he tried that, was it last season or the season before, he tried to do the... The 4-2-3-1 um, yeah, or something? right, with um, introducing Shaq and then playing Salah in the middle. Um, but at the end of the day, if our, our first 11 is available, of course we play 4-3-3 because nobody in this world can beat them um, like the best of five, we're always gonna we we can beat any team in the world, right? Um, yep. so I think now they have to have a serious rethink about what recruitment looks like and and what the next evolution of this team is, especially as they're all kind of aging at the same time. Um, I will suspect, assuming that Tiago comes in at some point and remains relatively healthy, and we don't buy another, or even if we do buy another defender, we'll take um like a couple of months or a month to get up to speed. I say you play Henderson and Fabinho at the back and then just allow Tiago to do a thing in the midfield with any other of the two. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm looking at, at the game that we have coming up, um, okay. you know, in, in what, three days? I don't know, 20 minutes or something. I think they play games every 20 minutes now. I'm not sure. Um, so the next game coming up, I think, is the last one before the break starts. What break? Uh, sorry, transfer window. Oh, um, yeah. Before it opens. So I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm just, I'm hoping I'm wrong. And I'm hoping that they've already got a defender all lined up to come in day one. Um, and I'm just, I'm hoping that this, this, next game is kind of our last one where we're you know where we're gonna field a team that doesn't have any center backs um but i, I, I don't really know yeah i think if they had anybody lined up we would have known officially by now i don't think anybody's lined up i think they're still on the fence to your point if we can't afford it then they were waiting to see which is why i'm happy that what happened to matchup happened now because it will it was always going to happen at some point well so, but the problem with wait and see is if they're going to wait and see whose price drops by the end of the transfer window which i think is january 25th we could have already blown the season by then yeah agreed i mean again not saying that we'll lose every game until then but think back to the the year we got 99 points and i think we won like every single game um after january and yet we still didn't win the season because Man yeah. City was ahead of us. So, you know, I these games are too important to lose like this. And I think if we had a better central defender, I'm not sure we would have lost this game. Um, if we had a better central defender, I'm not sure we would have lost some of our previous games or tied some of our previous games. So it's important to bring them in. I mean, again, I don't, I don't discount the fact that we might know something. But I mean, Liverpool does business in a very quiet way. Where I mean, there weren't, you know, Jota. Who who predicted that? 
right? I we were all kind of surprised when it happened. So I'm kind of hoping they're going with something like that now. I think it's more of the January transfers, right? So Minamino, we knew in December. Van Dyke, we knew in December, right? Um, very few of the January transfers. Well, in general, Klopp hasn't really made too many tra- uh, January transfers, but the few that he's made, we've not been surprised. So, so that's kind of what I'm mm, thinking about. I see what you mean. Well, I mean, I'm hoping one way or another that we get it. Um, I mean, back to this game, you know, a, a big disappointment to come out with only one point. Uh, who's your man of the match on this one? Huh. Yeah, while you think about it, I'll give you mine. It's Mane because he scored the goal. Otherwise, I have no opinion on anybody else. Um, massively disappointed. Nobody raised their game. And it seemed like nobody could comprehend the the change in West Brom from the first half to the second half. Everyone seemed to try to play the exact same way as the first half without adapting, and I, I was massively unimpressed. So, I mean, I'll give it to Mane, I guess, because he scored the goal. Or if you want, you can give it to Allison for stopping a couple of good shots. That's who I was going to give it to, just by right. default. Um, and, and and I agree with you. And I think I think this team... I think these players. I think there is a sense of arrogance about these team, um, these players, and this team. Rightly so, because I mean, after what they've done the last two seasons, they have the right to be arrogant. But games like these, I think, are good, while we can still afford to drop points, because they will. Well, let's see what happens against Newcastle. I suspect that they will come out angry, which is what we want, um, and it will hurt them that this may be the last game in front of fans for a while because I think Liverpool, the city of Liverpool was the only uh, one still in, in, in the right tier to have fans. And I think that's yep. going to change soon. Probably. So that, I, th- that should hurt them, that they couldn't give them a good send-off, you know, um, give the fist pumps and everything else. Um, yeah, so we're just drawing too many games. We, 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 need to, we need to kill games off. Jota can't come back sooner. Um, the front three are starting to go back into a funk again, but things can change very quickly. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.